0: everyone, welcome to the Collaboration Chronicles, episode 16, a milestone for us. Now you maybe have already figured out why it's a milestone. I'm joining Nick in person in beautiful Arizona. So Nick and I are out at the Innovate Conference and uh, we were just talking, the last time we saw each other was March. No, February. No, it was March, it was March March 9th of 2020. Yep. Okay. Yep. The reason I remember that, my son's birthday is March 10th. I flew home from San Francisco right. on March 9th, right. on right. Friday, March 9th. So the last time we saw each other was the RSA conference, uh, potentially, maybe the last RSA conference. Well, physically uh, we saw each other. Yeah. We had enough Zooms and had, teams Yeah, to yeah last exactly. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we thought, with that in mind, the, the topic today is really what's changed. Um, so the last conference we were at, one of the largest security conferences in the world, if not the largest uh and and you know major budgets from from all the major uh technology players in our industry and this conference uh very nice uh intimate setting about a hundred people uh about 300 people if you count all the support staff and vendors and and everyone who came to make it possible uh so so nick what do you think how how would you compare you know the conversations you were having pre-covid to the conversations you were having uh this week
1: yeah very different um obviously i'm going to bring the vendor perspective Mitch will bring the customer perspective but from a vendor perspective, and you know specifically, though we don't like to talk about what we do, but it's necessary. Uh, EShare is a is a cloud-based solution that enables external sharing for folks um, on top of their cloud tenant. So it's an extension to M365 or G Suite or Box or Dropbox or whatever the case may be. So uh, I mention this because in order for us to have an opportunity. The customer pretty much must have already embraced one of these different cloud solutions, and most of our customers are M365. So there's a direct link between us and an and interest in each year and, and M365. And at the RSA show, you know, it, you know, my experience is very similar. We didn't do anything in the ground. It was twenty thousand people or something like that. Massive. Yeah, it was yeah. massive. International. It did actually have a bunch of COVID spread that occurred uh, at the show. Unfortunately, it was kind of the Uh, start. Yeah, it was was right at the beginning. But um, I I had rented a suite near the hotel, and and we sort of had one-on-one meetings, so it wasn't bad for me. But anyway, um, so I had a similar, I would say, a similar number of meetings with a similar number of people I interacted with. So uh, even though it was a 30,000-person show, I probably interacted with about 50 or so people uh, on on an intimate basis. And from my point of view, it's night and day. Um, So what makes it night and day? Well, people just, you know, they just weren't ready to discuss. You know, they were, they were, they were either not going to the cloud. I mm-hmm. had no plans to go to the cloud, mm-hmm. cloud, or weren't going to the cloud till out there, or just started their journey to the cloud, and weren't. Uh, there was no urgency around. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like a nice to do. Yeah, the world changed wanted, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was more of a nice to do, and um, and so for the most part, I would say maybe one out of ten people. Um, had any interest or understood sort of what Eshare did because it just it wasn't that relevant uh, or, or urgency. 180, uh, essentially. I probably talked to a similar number of people, yeah. sort of one-on-one, even though there's a lot less people here. I pretty much had the same level of interaction. Um, and I didn't find one person that didn't feel that they had a problem sharing externally. They had a challenge. They had something that was urgent. They had something that they needed now. Um, that the um, they're uh, you know at the board level right. uh, they got an etic sort of post COVID that says you know we're or going to even
0: audit issues some of them were mentioning well what well, yeah, yeah
1: yeah I mean even there, there was one particular uh, uh, person in the consumer sp- it, it, it was a manufacturer but a manufacturer in the consumer space that had these two audit findings um, that were a real pain in the butt. And um, he made the statement to my colleague that, you know, coming to this event was worth it just to sort of hear about eShare and and because he didn't know such a technology existed to help him solve these audit findings. And so it's just it's a, you know, some people say COVID sort of accelerated cloud adoption by, you know, three years, five years, 10 years. I think it's more like 10 years, (laughs) uh, especially for the for the big. You know, organizations—the yeah. the the, the, the JPMorgan's, the Goldman Sachs, the Humana's—I mean, I mean, you guys were already on the journey, but I think you still felt an urgency to accelerate that, right? So whether you were not on the journey or on the journey, there was a definite okay acceleration. So,
0: so you kind of point to you know COVID as a trigger. I
1: don't necessarily disagree, mm-hmm.
0: um, but on the flip side of the coin, do you think people are having new problems today that they you know that they weren't having pre? pre-cloud, pre-M365, pre-G Suite, or, or do you think they're just now ready to accept them and solve them? Like, like, you know, which side of the coin do you think is really off?
1: One of the, one of the customers, a couple of customers sort of um, had this explanation to me because I was sort of discussing this with them and just, you know, kind of shooting the shit and stuff. And, and, and a lot of the feedback was, you know, COVID hit. Yep. All of a sudden we had to do something now. We were concerned about just getting the stuff deployed so that people could yeah. work, specifically at home. And now that we kind of have gotten over that hump, now we're looking back and going like, oh shit, how do we take into account governance? How do we take into our compliance? How do we take into account security? Um, uh, because that wasn't, the priority was productivity right. and the business continuing, and we just didn't have time. Um, and we weren't educated, and we weren't aware, and so on and so forth. Um, but now we're looking back and going, okay, you know, we've got sort of the deployment, we've got the productivity, we've got the basics. Let's look back and, 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 so, and I'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, so that's an interesting
0: perspective. perspective. So, with that said, do you think that as, you know, during the COVID, we've also seen a rise in ransomware? Yeah. We've seen a rise in, um, you know, just data, I think, theft in general. I hate the term data leakage, so I'm just calling it data theft. Um, and do you think that's directly correlated to the, you know, companies that, that had a rush to go? Because, I mean, you outlined that companies kit, skip key steps yes. governance, security, you know, maybe compliance. Along the way, and it was productivity, productivity, productivity. And and obviously, you know, we acknowledge and understand productivity has to be an important element of any business because I wouldn't have a job if, you know, right, if if there wasn't a productivity component to the company. Um, But but do you think that that, 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 that's what's triggering this now?
1: I I mean, you know, I haven't thought about it until you mentioned it, but honestly, I think the issue is that. Most of the ransomware, I haven't seen a lot of the ransomware attacks occurring against cloud installations, mm-hmm. right? I haven't, you know, seen ransomware basically hitting, you know, say modern platforms like Zscaler, Ram three six five, 65 or Google. I'm hearing them hit legacy infrastructure. I'm hearing yeah. them hit, you know, old desktops, unpatched, yeah. you know, uh, legacy VPN solutions, you know, whatever. That seems to be, you know, SFTP servers, you know, open connections. Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think even though they potentially went to the cloud mm-hmm. without them necessarily doing all the right things in that environment, I think they're still better off uh, because they simply closed down the, the holes that were just low-hanging fruit that they never get around to in terms of what's there. I mean, if you're in the cloud and you're on M365 and your data's in OneDrive and Trampo and Teams, what's ransomware going to do to you?
0: Well, I mean, right? there's, there's a few things you have to get right. I mean, right, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily say ransomware is the key problem. Well, in general. But, but I mean, you know, I, I, identity theft, stolen logins. I mean, that's easier in the cloud in a lot of ways. Well, that's my point. The, the, the
1: countermeasures, I don't, I don't think, you know, if you were already doing MFA, I don't think you went to the cloud and you disabled it. Right. right? So I think, you know, whatever your you, you, what you did is you met whatever the base criteria you had, uh-huh. you know, a pre-cloud, right? Mm-hmm. That was sort of your mm-hmm. bar. Uh, I think the issue is the cloud lets you go way beyond, right, fairly at a much lower cost basis than what you were doing in the yeah. past. But I think it requires changes in process, changes in governance, new technology, new yep. architectures, new, new thinking. New ways of thinking. Right. That's e- critical. E- exactly. So I think that's the part that, that they've missed. It was more like lift and shift and match what we had before. That was sort yeah. of the bar, right? So, I mean, yeah, you're not as well as you could be, but I don't see what you lost in doing that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there are a few things you still have to get right in the, in the uh, uh, M365 world, like disabling basic off. Mm. Uh, because I, and I know you guys are probably sick of hearing about it, but this is at least the third episode I brought that up on just because that is such an easy path in, you can have the best MFA policy ever, but if you have basic auth, that means username, password is still a valid way to get in. So, you know, I think when I kind of reflect back on this week and think about the conference, um, a few things kind of struck me as different. Uh, it, it feels like everyone's marketing has shifted. Um, so everyone's marketing, you know, maybe two years ago was really on, you know, innovative, next-gen, you know, take a shot, next-gen, AI, machine learning, didn't really hear a lot of that this week. Yeah, I didn't really hear AI, machine learning. Now, when you got into it, they would say that's what they're doing under the covers, but that wasn't the title. That wasn't the lead. I I think the lead that I really heard a lot uh, consistently was, you know, the way your company works has changed. Yes, that's very true. Um, Your perimeter has changed. Your remote workforce has changed, and uh, let's have a technology platform that um, that can support that. So I think that was kind of the big shift, and and you know definitely heard some people talking about SASE and uh, and you know remote access and and ZTNA zero trust network access. Um, so I, I think that was kind of the the shift I was hearing, mm-hmm. um, and I think the other shift I was kind of hearing was more of a. a governance message, mm-hmm. you know, that, and I think you, you definitely touched on that. Um, but more of a, more of a governance message. And I, and I think the other thing was, uh, my peers, that had the op- opportunity to interact with, were definitely more focused on solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think one theme there, there was a CISO panel, uh, here, uh, I won't reveal names. I'll, I'll protect the guilty. I mean, the innocent. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in, in the panel, you know, there was definitely a clear indication that technology is not the silver bullet. Um, you know, I don't need another platform, I don't need another vendor. Uh it was really, you know, a theme that, that I think holds true is back to basics, get the patching right, get the identity right, get the remote access right, you know, secure the collaboration, uh, secure the, the content. Uh and that was a theme that I think you know uh, uh rang through in the in the CISO panel. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, they did a, a buzzword. I know you can, you can attend those. They kept, they kept the evil vendors out. Um, but, uh, they, they had a buzzword, uh, kind of around where the moderator just named a buzzword and everyone had to say what they thought. Uh, and you know, some of it was hype, some of it was Gartner, some of it was, you know, uh, just based on the buzzwords that were being thrown out. But, but, you know, I think the shift is, uh, back to basics and, uh, you know, I don't need. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times that means I don't need more technology. I just need to focus on people, process, and use the technology I already have appropriately.
1: I, I think it's 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 the governance that's a big difference, and and what I see people struggling with, although you know a lot of people are waking up to it and understanding it. Um, and you've heard me say this forever. It's my equivalent to your uh, turn off basic, <laughs> off, which is you know whatever you were doing pre-cloud is is wrong in yep. cloud, right? In terms yep. of what's there. Uh, but I think that reality is finally setting in with folks. I don't know that they know what to do about it yet. I don't know that, you know, and I think where things are lacking is I haven't seen, you know, the the um, the traditional GRC folks or the, or the, or the um, you know, the Accenters, the PWCs, whatever, proposing new governance models, you know, I would think some of that thought leadership would come from them because, you know, they got to get something
0: to get paid a lot of money for.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I I think it's an opportunity for them to, to, you know, bring some value to where their particular expertise is anyway. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, I'm not seeing that there, you know, at all uh, happening. Um, So it kind of goes back, you know, as some of you may know, this is my fourth company. My sec, my third company was a company called digital guardian. And uh, in those early days, um, Their DLP didn't exist it wasn't a term it wasn't a thing right? yeah. CiSOs didn't exist right right the security people were the network people it was right. one and the same it was we're identity
0: fighting. and network it was right. it was provisioning access right. exactly and yeah and, and and network. We managed the firewalls the right. network people right. right It wasn't the CiSO right. in
1: terms of what's there and so because it was just one more network access control mechanism right, right? in terms of or it was, it was there. blocking
0: a website right it, yeah, exactly. it was just like the basics uh, yeah. yeah so
1: you know and then it it evolved and transformed right oh big time. <laughs> um i think that's what's coming over the next three years i think you're going to see i don't know what that new role is going to be but but i, I think there's going to be some sort of new role data uh, officer eh, they have a cdo mm-hmm. um i think it's going to be i've heard that the the, the i've heard uh, like a uh, a data transformation officer or, or a data collaboration officer or um sort of something like that like in one of our customers you uh, Share has been tucked under sort of the uh, the chief uh, digital transformation uh-huh. group or organization, whatever. And so I think I, I think there's going to be some sort of um, chief data officer or something along those lines that bridges, you know, the infrastructure, bridges the business, bridges the security mm-hmm. folks, has knowledge about all of them. You know, in terms of what's there, um, actually brings in. You know, for example, in our case with with this particular gentleman um we were doing a project with one of the uh business teams for some direct integration into a portal site and mm-hmm. salesforce um and uh he was the one that identified a bunch of security concerns about that particular implementation of how they would implemented our product uh, and then brought in security to verify his concerns wow. right that's and awesome that in. Yeah, yeah 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 um and, and and sort of vice versa so you know it was almost like the um you know not just not a project manager because that would be an insult to him it was more of a Governance. Yeah. um, Yeah. 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 But, 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 you know, had the, you know, understood the business issues, understood the IT issues and understood the sort of the basics of security. Do you think that's an
0: evolving role of a, of a CIO or a CTO?
1: I'm seeing more CTOs and I'm seeing, uh, more, um, um, uh, inconsistency in what that means. Okay. Right. They uh, they almost every company that has a CTO and buy better interact with has a very different responsibility. There's no consistency. OK. It seems to be the catch all for somebody that is not the CIO, is not the CISO and has no interest in being like the VP of infrastructure, or IT or something like is, is that. But there's more capital in that. But yeah. And, and, and typically somebody who's typically technical and entrepreneurial.
0: Right. Do you, do you feel like this is an evolving kind of CTO role and kind of how the CTOs? Changing in a company?
1: Yeah, I don't know if the CTO title is going to stick um, because it, it, it seems to be what I, in, in the past, say pre-COVID, I think four or five years ago, yeah. I found the CTO role was the most likely the special projects role See, in, in IT. Yeah, right? I've, always, like I've a,
0: always viewed it as the more technical uh, uh, arm of the CIO. You know, I've always viewed, and, and I mean no respect to a lot of great CIOs that I know. They, they always have incredible business acumen and financial I mean, oh, control. Oh, you, you think
1: the CTO reports to the CIO? I,
0: a lot of times I see the CTO as the more oh. technical, you know, one of the two who, who understands APIs deeply and integrations and platforms and, you know, is able to kind of move at that level.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing the opposite.
0: Okay.
1: Either their peers or the CIO is reporting it to the CTO. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, in some instances, like in the financial industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe because they don't want to call them CIOs yeah. because a CIO in a financial industry, typically it's a chief um, investment officer, right, not a right, chief information officer. Right. Uh, but in that industry, I see quite often um, it's a CTO and he may have like a VP of infrastructure, right, right, right. or you know, whatever type of thing. But it's, it's kind of that same role. Um, well, no, it's t- typically they're more, um, they're typically more um, like development oriented, like right. less infrastructure right, 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 and right. more application, right. you know, I guess oriented. Um, and typically entrepreneurial. I mean, that's right. the one thing I right. think CTOs in general, well, more recently, uh, it's not a special projects title. Um, they're typically, you know, more technical, more entrepreneurial, you know, want to make sort of a more of an impact to the business directly measurable. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to deal with the boring stuff. They don't want to deal with yeah. the lands and the back <laughs> and this and that. That's like table stakes. But it does. It's. Right. Having a great WAN or a great LAN or whatever, it's not going to make your business or not. Not having one will break your business. Right. But having a great one is not going to make you successful yeah. right, in terms of what's there. So they tend to specialize on, and that's to get lumped in the head of the CIO. right? Um, so that's sort of what we're, what, what I'm seeing. Was that, you know, yeah. So, so
0: kind of closing thought for me here. Uh, I think the most exciting thing that, that I saw this week was um, you know, a few things. One, that whole back to basics. Understanding that now more than ever, you got to get the patching right. You got to get the identity right. Right. Uh, I think that was that was great to, to see and hear. Uh, but also the realization that like, cloud is here to stay. Yep. And as security people, uh, we got to do it right. So, Nick, what, what was your takeaway from this week? Your final thought?
1: Um, I think the cloud is here and it's not going anywhere. Even in the most sensitive of sensitive areas, right. people have embraced it. There's no more discussion of, well, I don't know if I'm going to trust the cloud. No avoiding it. (laughs) Yeah, that's done. Um, And it's an issue of how do we manage it? How do we control it? How do we squeeze as much as we can out of it? How do we integrate it? Um, And at least an acknowledgement that people haven't figured it out and they have a problem. I think that's the key thing. Yeah. Um, You know, you can't fix the problem until you acknowledge you have one. Yep. Um, And I think people are acknowledging that at this point. So.
0: All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, You can please tell us what you think has changed. So in the comments below. Drop us a comment. Tell us what you think's changed in the uh, industry. What you see. What you hear from your peers. What you feel in your company. The names will be kept anonymous to protect the guilty. So uh, you know, just just tell us what you're thinking. And uh, definitely hit us with a like and subscribe uh, on YouTube or or follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Thank you very much.